everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 524. Today we're going to take a look at Kraftwagen, and this is the V6 edition. Uh, so this game came out last year in 2015 at, at Essen, and it's now being released about Gen Con time in the United States uh, from Stronghold Games. And it has the V6 expansion, which are some extra tiles that you can add to the base game. Uh, the designer is uh, Matthias Kramer. Uh, he's done several games that I've enjoyed, one of which is Glenn Moore. And this game sort of has its roots in that. So if you've played uh, Glenn Moore, uh, definitely take a look at this one. But uh, before I kind of spoil the review too much, let's jump into how it works. It's definitely not a clone of Glenn Moore, but it does, you know, you can see kind of the lineage there. So anyway, let's jump into how it actually works, and then I'll tell you what I think about it. Okay, here's everything you can see. I've kind of set the game up here for three players. You've got kind of your main board up here, and there's a couple of different uh, places where you'd be taking actions, possibly like test drive your cars and so on selling your cars down here to a market and then each player you can see here has three uh, player boards and this is kind of their little garage and stuff that they're gonna get and work on their different types of cars now there's no real money in the game but the object is to earn the, the most money I'll explain that more in detail you'll notice that each of the players here is going to start uh, with some little worker discs on their board and they'll be able to acquire more uh, from off the board into the from the general supply uh, throughout the game. Now the first thing players are going to do is they're going to choose these startup tiles and depending on the number of players there will be a certain amount out here and going in kind of reverse order which is actually top to bottom which I'll explain more in detail. So red first, yellow, and then blue will choose uh, their start tile. So this one you can see they will get a body of value one and then they'll actually upgrade uh, their test car with an engine of two. So if we take a look here at our garage, we've got a couple of things. We've got sort of three spots where we can store either a body or an engine. And then you have the engine that's in your test car that you're gonna be driving around this track here. So if red were to choose this one here, or let's say blue is gonna choose it, they take a size one or level one, I should say, body. So this is a very early <laughs> days uh, type of vehicle and you're going to work way up into uh, this guy here, and this is a Adler Autobahn, or looks like a Volkswagen, sort of. And so I would take the beginning of the game, this one here, and this is a really cool aspect of the game. These are all cars I know nothing about. Uh, so they're all German cars, so that's really cool. So I'll take this one, and then I'll upgrade this engine here to a two. And then you take and you actually flip this over, and you can see this gives you a research point in bodies and a research point in engine. So you just kind of set this off to the side of your garage down here and then you'll build up a stack of these through some cards. Uh, like so if a player took this one here, they would start with two extra workers on to their board here. So let's say the red player did that, we'll take that and we'll put this on his board. And then he would get a level one engine in this case. And we take this engine here and we just put this in one of his three garages. So you've, you're limited there to the three components that you can actually have. And again, he would flip this over and he would start with a research point in each of those. And then the game's gonna be played in three rounds, but let's talk about how a turn actually works. So here you can see the action board here, and turns just keep going around and around till the round trigger ends, which I'll talk about. And it's very much like uh, Glenmore or Red November, or some other games where it's kind of a time-based track. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, that means whoever's currently in last here is going to take, jump up, and then select an action. So let's say blue jumped up to here. They would take this action, and if we look at this action, this means you can add a new worker onto you, your player board. This action tile is going to jump up to the front 
of the list there. And then now yellow is currently in last. So maybe yellow jumps up here and they really wanna grab a research card. And so they grab this, they'll grab one of the research cards from there, which I'll speak about more in a minute. And so they do that. Now red is currently in last. So they're gonna to get to go next. So if they went ahead and they just jumped up one spot like this, they could do this and then they could grab a new body part and add it to their garage. And then they could go immediately again because they're still in last. So they could sort of trickle it out and daisy chain it up here and grab an engine. And then they could jump up here and so on. So it's gonna keep going around like that. Now, as you work your way up, you're gonna see there's some different tiles here that have actually two actions on them. So this one allows you to get a worker and grab an engine. And then eventually you're gonna get up here to this one, which allows you to do three different things, which is race, get a research card, and then uh, sort of influence a buyer. And so the other thing that you can do after you take your action is you can put a car on the market. You can always do that. I'll explain that in a minute, but you always move and do your action. And then if you want, you can always put a car into the market. So let's talk about the different actions. Now we already talked about adding a worker to your player board and that's very important that you get that. So that's the first action. The next action here is the research cards. Now there's a couple of different types of research cards, but there's always two available. When you take the action, which is associated with research, which is this little wrench here, then you are able to grab one of these cards. Let's say I grab this one. This one will be discarded and then two more will come up. And so the next player will always have a choice of two. Now research cards are gonna go off to the right here of your player board and you can see, oh, I've already got a research point in the body and, and the engine. So I'm gonna take and put this one here and this allows me to get a, another point of research and body. But you can see this one has a little space for a worker. That means to sort of activate or trigger this, I need to put a worker here or else the card doesn't count. Now this one has the added benefit of being able to grab a body immediately. Now the body that I could grab here, normally at the start of the game, you can only grab these level ones because you've only got one research point. But now I've got a level two, so I can get a little bit of a nicer upgraded into a Tatra 11 here. And then you go ahead and take and put this onto your player board. And if ever, let's say you were full, let's say I had these two bodies here in this engine and I wanted to grab another body at a later point in the game, then I have to choose and discard something out of here. You can only ever have the three pieces. And there's other types of research, like this one here will just give you a research point in each body and engine. And again, you need another token here to do that. And once these tokens are here, they're locked in. You're not gonna be able to use them for other things. Uh, some of these are immediate. So that anything here with a little clock on there, you immediately grab a uh, engine and a body. This one will immediately allow you to take three workers uh, from the supply and add it to your board. And then you have these engineers. And this fella here allows you to get two workers and do another research action. So you can see that's an immediate there because it's got the clock. But this August horse here, he gives you some special tokens. You can see you get him, he'll stay out in front of you over here, but he'll give you a plus one engine and a plus two engine. So you'll take whatever matching tokens there are. So we can see these here. Uh, and we'll put those on top of the card there and then we could use these uh, throughout the game. And so there's a variety of different tokens and little special abilities that these different engineers will give you. 
and is also an achievement for getting a certain number of engineers, but I'll talk about achievements in a minute. So that's the research section. Basically, you take a card, and then this is really gonna kind of drive your engine, though. You wanna get these research points to build better and better cars. Now, sort of on top of that, we have here the action just to take a new body and take a new engine. And you, again, you just count whatever research you have, and so once I get up to maybe six points in the body, then I can grab this, this you know, level six one, or I can grab a really super duper awesome engine here, and you just put these on the board, like I said. And again, you can also put the engines onto your, your sort of test car here, and that's gonna help it drive faster. Now, speaking of driving, whenever you take a token as an action that has a little checkered flag on it, you're going to move your colored car equal to the number of spaces that equal your engine. So at the start of the game here, you're only gonna move one space, but as you upgrade it, you can move more. So you'll take and move it, and then once you actually have somebody in front of you, let's say red here, he only had a move of one, but you don't count the spaces uh, where there's another car. You see, he can immediately leap up here just for one movement. So at the end of the round, and I'll talk about when the round triggers in a minute, let's say we were like this, and maybe red kind of was a slack wagon back here, and yellow would actually come here and lap and cross this. And every time you cross this finish line, you're gonna move your color token up a little bit. So it's possible if you really focus on this to drive this up a little bit and get extra points. So at the end of the round, whoever's furthest ahead is gonna get a seven point marker and then second and third. And then if you do some extra laps, you'll still get some extra markers. So if yellow in this case it would get seven plus five. And you've got these white tokens over here and you just kind of find the value that you need. And then you can take and put them face down because the score is actually hidden. So I'd go here and grab a seven and a five and then put that down. And the, you do that every single round. So that three times per game, you'll score the racetrack. Now, the other way that you're gonna score your points is to actually sell your cars. Uh, the first thing you need to do though is you need to have some buyers. So here we've got four slots for buyers, but no buyers yet. So when you take the action here, you can see uh, with this little icon there, then you can actually take one of these four buyers and move it to the next available slot. So if I wanted to take, for example, this buyer here, I would take this one, I would put it up here at the top, and then I would grab the point token there uh, for what that was next to that buyer. And so another player could come along in another turn and he would grab this one maybe, so he'd grab this one's worth two, and then maybe I come back and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna grab that one. And so now we've got two buyers here and you can see what their focus is or what they really appreciate about a car. In this case, these guys like the cool looking bodies. These folks here are particularly interested in the best engines. These folks here are interested in the prestige, which I'll talk about. And then these two folks here, they just want the cheapest car. So let's put one of these out here just for an example. So these would have cleared off like so. And this little stack of tokens here is going to reset every round. So if nobody chose uh, these different ones here, then the new tokens will stack on top. So they become a little bit more interesting and valuable to choose maybe a certain type of buyer that hasn't been chosen in a while. Now, after you have filled up the four here, and less in a two-player game, every time you take that choose buyer action, you're gonna drive this down. So you never have more than four sort of active buyers, but then as this moves down, that's gonna push you closer and closer to triggering the end of the round. Once this hits, then you're gonna end the round, you're gonna score, again, the racetrack, and then you're gonna score any cars that you may have sold here. So how do we get cars out here to actually sell? Well, if you remember, I said you can take your basic action, so whatever the action was of the token you selected, and then you can add 
a car to the market. And when you add a car to the market, there's a few things you gotta do. You gotta have a body, right? So let's say Red Player puts out the two and he's got a level two engine. So you always need a body and an engine, right? And then you have to take at least one of your worker tokens and put it there, but you can add more if you wish. And then probably most importantly, you take one of the price markers and this is what your sort of sales value is. And so let's just for fun, we'll take the six here. And so we'll add that there. And then let's say later on, Blue wants to put this car out like that. And he says, you know, I'm gonna try to get nine for that one, even though it's a pile. <laughs> and so you do that. So the game can actually end when you fill up these six slots or four in a two player game. And again, or if you hit this marker at the bottom. Once that triggers, we're gonna walk down this list of buyers here. And so this fella here, he's going to buy the most prestigious car. And the most prestigious car is the car that has the most workers put on it. And so in this case, there's no contest because, you know, three to one. So they will buy this. Then the red player will take this token and they'll put it face down. This is points again that they can add to all their white tokens that they have. And then this car would be gone, but let's just leave it there for now. And then this guy will take the best level value of the car. So he would take obviously the level two value here. Now, if you ever have a tie, let's say we had another level two out here and blue had a couple of these out and he did a level two with a three and he decided to, let's say, red had this for five bucks and then blue had it for three. So if whatever the buyer's interested in, in this case, the level of the car body, the cheaper one is going to sell because all things being equal about the car, the buyer's gonna buy the cheaper one. So again, picking that price token is super important. And then let's look at the other examples here. This one guy is pretty straightforward here. He's gonna look at the engine and then these folks here are gonna look at the cheapest. So they're gonna grab whatever the cheapest one is out there, but you're gonna get two times that value. So let's say this was the case here. So we would get the three, and then you go and grab a duplicate three from the selection of the white tokens there to get that. So that's also kind of an interesting way to do that. Now that's really the two ways, the main ways that you get points. You get points for focusing on showing off your car here at the track or making good supply and demand decisions here with the buyers and sellers, but there are also these award tiles, kind of like achievements here. And so these are kind of like just being the first to do a cool thing in the game. So real simple example here is the first one to do a complete lap around the track will take this and it's worth three points at the end of the game the first player to do two laps around the track and around seven points, uh, the first player to have a level six body in their garage, seven points. Uh, let's see, the first player to have three of those engineer research cards will get some points and so on. The first player to actually trigger the choice of a duplicate, because you can see there's two of these different buyers. So anybody that has, you know, triggers that. So there's two of a buyer in a round. Uh, the first one to get all of their workers onto their board. So there's a few of these like that. So these will give you a decent amount of extra points as well. But that is pretty much the game. Okay, so that is Kraftwagen. So I got a few things to say about it. First thing is, if you like Glenn Moore, you can probably see the whole action selection thing, uh, really reminiscent of that. Uh, but it's kind of cool because the actions will kind of uh, kind of build up to a crescendo and then kind of peter out a little bit because you're, you're sort of moving those single action ones around. Then you get to the double action ones and then triple. And so you could jump up really far and do two actions on a tile. But if you let somebody behind you take three, like what's the difference? Because they just did three singles in a row. <laughs> so you gotta be, that's kind of an interesting, you know, tightrope to walk there. 
the other thing that it really reminds me of actually is a game called Automobile for Martin Wallace. And uh, not just because of the theme, I think there I think there is probably some lineage here with that, with the whole supply and demand thing. I um, mean, you have the certain types of buyers, uh, the certain price value that you're going for. You've also got the cool like uh, engineers that are famous, you know, German auto engineers and stuff that will help you with different cool special abilities. And it's really a supply and demand game and really trying to meet that right at the right moments as well. Uh, so that's a very cool aspect of the game. Um, there's a lot to really like about this game and I was honestly I kind of like it more than I expected to. Uh, I didn't really think it is involved as as it was was going to be because Glenmore's you know it's a nice kind of medium weight euro and I kind of expect this to be that but this is a little bit more on the interactive leaning to the heavy side because of the supply and demand aspect of the game. And you have the whole thing going on with the uh, racetrack as well because you can really score a fair amount of points in that. Now I didn't mention as the game progresses you use different price markers and they're color coded here. So later on in the later rounds uh, getting you know trying to get some of those high value uh, price markers is going to sort of outweigh the racetrack but that temptation also can lead to somebody like just screwing you over because they're like, oh, you think you're gonna get the 14, huh? Well, I'm gonna put the same car up there for eight, you know? And so they go, well, I got nothing. So it, that whole dynamic there is really, really, really cool. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a nice tight little package, but there's enough kind of variation there with the kind of research cards and the special abilities and that, uh, you know, that kind of turn track dynamic is works really well here. And it's cool because it like, it gets to this sort of efficient, elegant design stuff that a lot of Euros are really good at. And I think it really hones in on it and really pushes, um, a kind of economic game into a space where it really shouldn't be because it's a highly v economic themed game and also feeling and you just kind of it like gets rid of money which is a really strange thing but it feels like so much about money and so much about supply and demand and it, that the theme of that really does come across uh, with this game and it should you know by all intents and purposes it should be a dry boring euro but it's not it has the theme of that supply and demand really just hitting it out of the park um, the last thing I kind of want to mention, this is kind of just a personal thing, so I'll kind of apologize about it. The racetrack, I really come back to it. So it really reminds me of Kalis, which is my favorite game of all time. And so I think that is also kind of what's pushing it up for me because you have kind of your general stuff you're doing. You're kind of, you're getting workers, you're doing research, you're doing this, you're doing that, trying to get into the right spot, get some achievements. Then you have this kind of like weird track. It's kind of like the favorite track up in the upper corner. And you're like, oh yeah, I don't want to forget about that because I can really abuse that. And, you know, and it's so, it's so like thematically intertwined with the game because you, you want to show off your car. It's like you're going and advertising your car. And it really reminds me also of like Invenios or Kanban, which is another automobile game where you go to like the board meeting or you go to the wine fair or, you know, in case you go to the King's favorite tracks, you go to, you go to like joust or do something fun, you know, for the King. And, you know, you get a little bit of that kind of weird popularity thing. It has nothing to do with your business. It's just like a purely marketing PR stunt. And I really like that little, like that little nook in there with this game. I think it, it's a really cool thing. And the rule book actually explains a little bit of the history of that and why it's in there. So it does make kind of historical sense, but it really works from a gameplay uh, perspective. So the one sort of criticism I have is 
It also reminds me of Kalis, as I don't like it with two players, really. It's a little bit of a zero-sum type of thing, and the the turn order track, the action track, it's, it's a little bit like, it's like too tight. And I actually have the same problem with Kalis. It's just too tight and zero-sum. It just, it just strangles you, and it kind of just, it just removes a lot of the fun from the game. Now, I say that. Um, because actually a lot of people disagree with me that Kalis is not fun two players. So I think a lot of people would really like this two players. So again, this is kind of in the personal side of it. Time to take that with a grain of salt that I don't like with two players. I don't know why people would like it with two players, but I kind of expect there would be a lot of people that would like it with two players. I think you need to play with three or four though. It's gonna be excellent. There's gonna be that extra layer of table dynamics with the extra people and the action track. It, it feels like it kind of comes to its full life once you have at least three players. Uh, so that's kind of it. So thanks, definitely take a look. This is gonna be at Gen Con, uh, one of the few Euros at Gen Con, so this is a really excellent one. Uh, so thanks.